Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, that's it. That's your lot. Honestly, three months of listening to you lot talk about when you last shat yourself. I think I have done my time. Debbie, pack your bags. Me and you are off to Marbella. Good. Hello. Thank you, please. Welcome. Round of applause. You're welcome. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the last ever episode of After the Tone. (laughs) That's a lie. I just wanted to see how much you loved me, actually. (laughs) Or is it? End of season five. Season five. Five seasons in 16 months. I literally feel like a cow. But it's been amazing. Come on, it's been a massive whirlwind. 58 episodes? Is that mental? Me sat here for almost two days talking to you about shit. Isn't that mental? I think this season in particular, I think it's been a lot of fun. Well, I mean, when I say fun, I mean a very loose definition of the word fun. But, you know, still fun. (laughs) There's been a lot of very honest chats, lots of new faces, LTL, FTCs, and a lot of me laughing every week, which I'm very grateful for. If you are new around here, welcome. Grab a seat. I'm Scotty, and together with my mates Debbie, Tim, Myra and Kat, we collate the thoughts and words, ideas and feels of an international group of weirdos that just keeps expanding. (laughs) I mean, I've tried my best to limit the numbers, um, all of whom have uh, left messages for me on the ATT burner phone. And the result is this sort of podcast, community centre, pub, comedy club, (laughs) diary thing that I think we all contribute to every week with the aim of trying to find our people, essentially, our crew, our little gang. Today, we thought we'd bring you a very special episode because, well, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a break. Um, we're going to bring you the ATT Talent Show. So it's going to be slightly different proceedings because, you know, for the past few months, I've been asking you to get onto the blower and to send us in your talent a turn, a thing, a ditty, a number. And, uh, you know, we've now got our own ATT Scott Talent, but without 
Simon Cowell, and some might say apparently without any talent. <laughs> Remember, if you want to comment on anyone's talent, anything that you hear during the show, brace yourself, get on the hashtag, hashtag after the tone, P-O-D. I don't know why I said that funny. P-O-D. P-O-D. Um, whilst you listen along. Right, I mean... <laughs> I reckon this might be a proper kick-off. So pour yourself something nice or something warm or something nice and warm. Treat yourself. That's not pissed, by the way. (laughs) I mean, not to kink shame, but just not right now. Okay? Uh, (laughs) Only on on this podcast would that be a genuine thing that you can say to people. Anyway, get yourself comfortable. And Debbie, load up the weirdos. Let's see what constitute as talent around these parts. (laughs) Time. Hello, babe. I haven't got any tap shoes, so I'm doing this in my DMs on the kitchen floor. Here's my tap dance. Ahem. Have you liked it? <laughs> oh God, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. This is what it's going to be like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's good. I'm glad we're starting here because I just think it's going to measure expectations, isn't it? Because literally, it just sounded like a toddler was having a bit of a hissy fit. <laughs> I, th- I thought that JRF had fallen down the stairs. <laughs> Did I like it? I mean, it's got rhythm. I mean, <laughs> there's not much else I can go with. It's got rhythm. I mean, you definitely put some effort in. I mean, apart from not having your tap shoes, same thing. So I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10 because I'm feeling generous. But yeah, next time, wear your fucking tap shoes. Hello, gang. It's Nat here. This is my entry for the talent show. I've written a poem, and I know how much Scotty fucking hates poetry, especially amateur, amateur poetry about a fucking pet. So here you are. Here's my poem about my cat. I've managed to tame a wild cat. He wouldn't trust any fucker, but I've tamed him all right. I've loved the shit out of him. I fed and groomed him, gave him space, and he filled it. He chose to stay and accepts us. He chose to trust us. And now he follows me around, demanding treats and food. He picks up on my mood. He treats Pete with disdain, but still he calls out to us just the same. Jumping over the fence, he terrorises birds. Mice are traumatised by his sadistic tricks and are offered to us as fantastic gifts. He moves from place to place. His current spot is in the way. His black fur hides him as he skulks in shadow and he sits princely on the windowsill. We are all under his dominion. Even dogs are scared of him. But I've managed to tame a wildcat. 
and he loves us just as any cat could. Thank you so much, Nat, here. <laughs> be a nice person, Scotty, be a nice person, be a nice person, Scott. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I fucking hate poetry. <laughs> I tell you what, I hate more than poetry, juggling. Poetry and juggling, why bother? By the way, because we know some of Nat's backstory, I think, Nat, don't you teach English in a secondary school? <laughs> That's why the curriculum is the way it is. That's why a whole bunch of kids don't know how to fucking read or write. <laughs> They're too worried about the cat. <laughs> i tell you what, there's another thing that I just don't trust in life. I know this is going to be really controversial in this space because I know what you lot are fucking all like. I'm not much of a cat person. I'm just not. I, listen, listen, calm the fuck down. I just don't trust them. I wouldn't be fucking writing poems about them because do you know why? Actually, I'll tell you the truth, I can't fucking stand them. I think they are the most boring cunts, cats, to tell you the truth. Because they just don't give a shit about you. Do you know what I mean? And this says a lot about me as a person. If I'm going to invest... <laughs> <laughs> this is very Freudian. This is going to be really revealing. If I'm going to invest that amount of fucking time into a thing and give it all of that money, I want adoration. <laughs> I want to be adored. And a cat just doesn't give a fucking shit, does it? It just looks at you like, feed me, you cunt, or I'm going to eat your face. So, double whammy here, Nat. Cat poetry. Oh. I should have... Do you know what? I should have foreseen this happening. All right, then, for your delectation, it's Psychic Pauline. Cue spooky music. I'm going to leave that to you to pop that in at some point. I don't know if you've got the budget for it, but, you know, anything, any old shit will do. So, if you can imagine, I'm wearing a turban. I've got a lovely sparkly cardigan on from Bon Marche. Shame they went under. And I'm giving you um, a gypsy caravan realness, right? So I've got my cup of tea here. Oh, actually, no, I've, I've overbrewed it. Oh, God, it's bitter as hell. Hang on. All right. I'm doing the turny stuff. I'm doing the turny stuff. I'm doing the turny stuff. And I'll have another sip. Oh. Oh, shit, a leaf went in my mouth. Hang on, hang on. Let's get a saucer. All right, all right, okay. What does the next year hold for Scotty? What does 2022 hold for Scotty? Here we go. Oh. Now, I'm seeing it's an old man and he's got a gnat and he's got a beard. Now, that can either mean Declining health, declining fortunes, or you're concerned about your own age, your own ageing. Yeah, that's definitely, it's an old man at the bottom of the cup. Yeah, he looks a bit like Vincent van Gogh. Or is it Vincent van Gogh? Yeah, it's definitely an artist. I don't know, might get a commission. Hang on, he didn't make any money, did he, while he was still alive? Oh, never mind, Babs. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Hi, Pauline from Wolverhampton. What just happened? What 
I, I, what just happened is all I've got to go from here. What just happened? I am quite annoyed at the fact, Pauline, that you choose now to reveal the fact that you've got a dog. That's clearly going to be the most exciting thing about you. That dog was genuinely trying to communicate with me, Avec, your mobile telephone, and you were limiting it with whatever this caboodle of a talent was. Can I just say, we need to know who the dog is, okay? Many thanks. Hi, Scotty. Festive greetings to you. It's Jen. I have a contribution to the Festive Talent Show. Here I go. Hi, Scotty. It's Jen again, your producer. Keep sabotaging my attempts to make a contribution to your festive talent show. She makes me laugh and then I sputter water all over the place. I'm going to try again in a moment. Good luck to me. <laughs> Lovely Jen there. Now, this is somebody who I actually do know because Jen, otherwise known as Professor Jen, actually, thank you very much, is the David Furnished the Elton John that is Debbie Producer Debs. <laughs> Life partners, I think, is the term that a very old fashioned homosexuals use. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but when you <laughs> said Debbie keeps making you laugh and spout water everywhere, I thought, well, <laughs> that's why you've been together so long. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Well, I kind of got half of a Rudolph the Red <laughs> Reindeer there through the gargling sounds of, well, I hope it was wine. I hope it was gin. I hope you're not just gargling with water because, come on, live life a little bit, please, Professor Jen. So, well, I'll, I'll, let's see whether or not we hear more from you later on in the show. But if that was your contribution, I'm more than happy to say I think it's the best we've had so far. And I mean, the bar's been quite low, I'm afraid. So, um, 10 points. Hi, Scotty. Hi, everyone. I've rung up a few times. Um, not for a while, though. My name's Amy and I'm the Ponds Dipper. I took you guys for a swim with me. Anyway, this is my entry for the talent contest. I'm really quite good at downing drinks. Back in my youth, um, I used to neck pints of lager in an incredibly ladylike fashion. Anyway, now I'm doing it with, with lemonade because I don't really drink anymore. But anyway, cheers. Here's me necking a pint of lemonade. Uh. <sighs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> now, this is excellent, actually. <laughs> Usually, the burping on this podcast is solely reserved for me because I don't know what it is. Because I don't burp like that in real life. I, I swear to you, I don't. I really don't. But as soon as I start recording with you lot, all I do, I can't stop. Maybe it's because I usually have a cup of tea. Does tea make you burp? I mean, no, it's not. Does tea make you burp? Sorry, I might have to just look that up. 
inconclusive. Doesn't, well, oh, okay. Yeah, it makes some people burp. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> Just, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Well, I'm talking to people. <laughs> on a podcast here just down to pint of lemonade <laughs> I used to have some form of respectability <laughs> clearly I don't thank you very much Pondipper I tell you what I love about this podcast is that old friends sort of show up randomly don't they and you're like oh my god yeah I remember you and I think you called in a couple of series series ago so that's lovely to hear back from you well lovely that you're here and um maybe we'll meet you in a pond soon although it's very cold weather for it isn't it people are mad for that sort of shit people love going cold therapy or what it is particularly the mentors always going on about oh getting a cold shower getting a no 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 I spent my life being able to afford having the hot water on actually so no I think I'm gonna have a hot shower oh it makes you feel happier in the morning no it doesn't it just scares the shit out of you okay so it's like you get rid of all the mentors first <laughs> if you fancy calling us up in the pond again please do lovely to hear from you babes hello it's Vicky from Culture Star. I am going to uh, recite you a poem from my favourite poet, John Hegley. Um, and the poem is called Pet. Pet! I said, Pat, you are fat and you are cataclysmically desirable. And to think, I used to think that thin was where it's at. Well, not anymore, Pat. You've changed that. You love yourself, you flatter yourself, you shatter the narrow image of the erotic. And Pat said, what do you mean, fat? You're welcome. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> okay, Vicky from Colchester. Okay, it's a poem. Not another fucking poem. I know, I know what I previously just said about poems, right? But this one was about fatness and the body. Wasn't about a cat, was it, Nat? Oh, my God, I just did a poem. Is that a poem? Is that how easy a poem is? Sorry, I'm just having a moment there. When you said the words, favourite poet, I just thought, get out of the house. <laughs> Turn the telly on. There are other things you could be doing instead of fucking working out who your favourite one is. I mean, all they all they have done is gone on the internet and search what rhymes with. They're on rhymezone.com and then they're charging you money for it in their chat books with their poetry clips. No, it's a cult. Poetry is a fucking cult. And I'm here to, um, well, just to make you aware of it. <laughs> Not going to do anything about it, actually. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, still to come. <laughs> Sorry. And what other podcast is, is the thing that I want to say? <laughs> still to come. An original composition all the way from Vancouver. Ooh! A recipe poem. Oh, for fuck's sake. And... <laughs> I should have fucking known this would be for the fucking poems. And JRF gets a bit fruity. Oh, thank God. Maybe we'll have a bit of entertainment. But before that, as you know, this is the last in the current season where 
Deb, Tim, Maya, Kat and me, you know, we take a little moment to sweep up the mess that you lot have fucking made and recover from the fucking poetry. Um, but the work doesn't stop there. Season six preparations are already underway. And some say it's probably going to be our most important or the most useful time for us to be on air, which is those first few very dark, difficult months of the year. Um, and as ever, ATT is a community-led space. And so we... Ask those with enough to help us keep the lights on. Uh, for the price of a coffee or two a month, you can do something quite radical, actually, in the aftermath of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You could pay for something that's completely free to enable it to continue and grow and support other people who you've never met in ways that you might not ever imagine. So come and join us over on patreon.com forward slash after the tone. If you can, you can. If you can't, you are still more than welcome to be here, Dolly. Right. (laughs) Dare I say this, but shall we get back to the show business? (laughs) What a talent show, eh? Hi, Scotty, it's Jen. Festive greetings to you. I'm trying this one more time. Festive talent contest, here I come. I mean, it's the most talent we've had, to be fair. I mean, do you know what? The dedication to the cause. The fact, I mean, when when you started going to verses, do you know what I mean? You could have just stopped at a very strong chorus, but no, you thought, do you know what? I'm I'm here now. And I like <laughs> and I enjoyed that. I think Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, when you first hear it, you think, Oh, isn't that lovely? It's that time of year. And then when you get to the 23rd of December, you actually would murder a reindeer. You'd happily eat elk for the rest of your life because it just is one of those songs that just just gets right into the centre of your brain, doesn't it? And particularly when, when you gargle it, you know, it makes it sound like it's all soft and joyful. But actually, I think that's just going to stay with me until January the 27th when we come back for season six. So thank you so much, Jen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hi, Scotty. It's Pablo from Vancouver. Hi, Scotty. Uh, this is Michael, also from Vancouver. And uh, this is our submission for the talent show. It's a song we wrote. It's called My Cilantro Plant Died When I Went to Vegas. cilantro plant but now I don't I was gonna make fajitas but now I won't I didn't water it when I went on vacation and my cilantro plant died when I went to Vegas I had a dream about a burrito 
central plant But now I don't I was gonna make fajitas But now I won't <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that softened me a little bit, hasn't it? Wasn't that lovely? Oh, wasn't that lovely? Well, Pablo, long-term caller, listener, contributor, I can't get fucking rid of ya. Whatever that is as an acronym. The police are after you now. Lovely to have you here. And with a friend, you brought a friend to the circle. Who is this Michael person? You've never mentioned Michael before. Hmm. I've questions. What was you in Vegas? I just want to know. Cilantro plant. Okay, just to translate for people who call it what it actually is, coriander. Um, I don't think you can get coriander. Well, I know you can get them, but, you know, like, you don't really buy them in the store in the same way. You know you can buy basil and shit in the sh- stores here. Uh, can you buy coriander ones? I guess because they need a, a lot more warmth than basil does. Basil, you just, like, fucking shove it in a kitchen and forget about it for weeks. Looks a bit wilted. Give it a glass of water and she's fucking, hello, I'm back. I imagine coriander's a bit more of an arsehole. Fajitas, an excellent choice. But, see, this is interesting. Would you have coriander with fajitas? I guess you would, you know, if you're having authentic. But fajitas, FYI, um, anyone who's listening to this outside of England, fajitas are shorthand for, like, (laughs) what my mum calls wraps. (laughs) It just sort of means, in the UK, anything shoved in a wrap. <laughs> what are you having tonight? Oh, we're having fajitas. <laughs> and if you were being really honest, <laughs> some people pronounce it fajitas. Yeah, we're having fajitas tonight, Karen. Oh, what are you having in it? Just whatever I've got in. <laughs> it literally just means things in a wrap. Anyway, that was a very joyful, lovely moment of pure talent there, Pablo and Michael. So um, there's that. I guess, though, there is a good thing to confess, which is, you know, if there was a tally of, like, my hatred of talent, in inverted commas, number one would be poems, number two would be juggling, number three would be a fucking ukulele. Hello, this is Jojo. This is my entry for the talent show. How to Eat Chips, a recipe poem for gran from a granddaughter. Ingredients. Potatoes from the garden, a splash of grumpiness from the potato grower, fat collected from months of cooking, salt, vinegar and a willow pattern plate to serve. Step one, shrug off the grumpiness of the man who grew the potatoes. We won't call him granddad. Step two, sit in the little kitchen at the little table with the back door open because it's always too hot. Watch out for a mouse, though. Look up in awe at the glamorous cook with jet black eyebrows, which stayed strong even in death last year at 91. Look at her sturdy body peeling potatoes, cutting them into perfect chip shapes, little knife, thick fingers. Step three. Look in wonder at the chip pan, brought out from the newspaper-lined cupboard, thick with lard from steak and fish, and who knows what else. See it come to life and bubble up again. Step four. Wait patiently 
perhaps dealing a dance with the glamorous cook. Step five. Sit with excitement as the chips are served and glisten on the plate. Burn your mouth because you just cannot wait. Step six. Watch as an eager relative says, Or can I have a couple? Even though they said they were just going home for their tea. Step seven. Watch the fat cool and be put back in the cupboard to be discovered for a final time, months after not being used. It should have had a ceremony, we said, when the chip pan was finally thrown out, the day when the cook was no longer able to make chips. Oh, Jojo, bless you. Now I take back everything I've said about poetry. Well, your poetry. Oh, that was so sweet. Oh, bless you. It was so evocative, actually, because it made me think about my nan, who no longer can stand out a cooker. And we were to turn the gas off because she's got Alzheimer's, bless her. So she's only got um, the microwave, the mokuava, or whatever she calls it. As a kid, my nan used to do the same thing with any of the meat that she cooked. I mean, if thinking back at it, it's fucking hideous. But there was a cup in the house that was just, f- just full of fat on top of fat on top of fat. I mean, it's no wonder why I ended up the way I was. And then she'd like score a wee bit of it out, <laughs> of it out to like cook your tea. I mean, it always lived in the fridge. <laughs> but yeah, oh, not great, is it? But absolutely delicious and tasty. And my nan would always, you know, it's very much that tradition of like a bit of meat and whatever spuds, you know, that spuds, never chips in our house. Oh no, my nan would think that was foreign. Bet she probably didn't know how to make chips. My nana used to, um, like, there'd be a bag of spuds that she'd cook on the Sunday. And I tell you what, you'd be still eating those the following Friday. I don't know how she did it. It was like witchcraft. Yeah. And I just think reheated up spuds are the most delicious things. So sometimes when I'm feeling bougie, you know, going to Mark's for a, a little Mark's tea, I really do just love. One of the simple pleasures in life is just, it's very plain a bag of potatoes with a bit of coleslaw and just maybe something else. That's it. I'm happy. I don't need all your Master Chef 25 different ingredients on a plate. Just give me some spuds and a bit of butter. Oh, you're welcome. Anyway, Jojo, thank you so much. That's brought back a load of memories. I think I quite like poetry. Hiya, <laughs> Scotty Love. Hiya, Tim Kattenmeyer and producer Deb. This is my turn for the end of season show. So I've been doing lots of planting in my garden. I've been, I've planted so far 407 bulbs. And as I've been uh, planting, this uh, song popped into my head that um, (laughs) my granny used to sing with me when we were in the garden planting. So I thought I'd share it with the group. Down the road there lives a man I'd like you all to know who grew a great big marrow for the local flower show. And when the story got about, they came from far and wide. And when the folk saw it, this is what they cried. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. 
It's such a lovely colour, so handsome, round and fat. I never knew a marrow could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. And he was leaning on his garden gate just the other day and beckoned to a lady who lived across the way. He took her down the garden path and showed her it with pride. And when she saw the size of it, the little lady cried. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. It's such a lovely colour, so juicy, round and fat. I never knew a marrow could grow as big as that. Oh, 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 what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. And then the flower show was held and everybody went to see his great big marrow lying there in a tent. And soon the judges came along and handed the prizes out. And when they saw the size of it, they began to shout. And come on, sing along at home if you're listening. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. It's such a lovely colour, so juicy, round and fat. I never knew a marrow could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. I mean his marrow. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's put me in the mood. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Oh, look at that. <laughs> song about a Mara. A song about a Mara taught by your nana. From one nana to another. Thank you, Nana JRF, for sharing with us the nana song. <laughs> Absolutely pure filth. People coming around and having a look at his marrow in a tent. Different times. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> oh, you are a weird bunch, aren't you? As ever, JRF, we've got to give praise and homage to you. Bless you. Because, you know, there are a handful of regulars like you and the carer. And, you know, I mean, God, let's not start because people be saying, well, you missed me out, who have just contributed to this since it began. So thank you so much for throwing that at us. <laughs> Look forward to hearing more about your marrow next season. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I recently told this joke to him indoors and... <laughs> It's one of those jokes, you know, when you realise you're told something as a child and you don't really quite understand what it means, but you, just because everybody else finds it funny. My nan used to tell this joke. My nan would rarely say anything, but she used to tell this joke after she had a couple of drinks. Do you know what I mean? Now, Paddy's at the dance and he spots a girl from over the way and he says to her, <laughs> Now, Teresa, can I have a dance? And she says, oh, why? 
you can have the dance. So they have a dance. Then Paddy says, Teresa, can I have a kiss? And she looks at him and they're dancing away. <laughs> and Teresa says, aye, aye, you can have a kiss. So they have a little kiss. At the end of the dance, Paddy says to Teresa, Teresa, can I walk you home? She says, aye, you can walk me home. Paddy's walking around and Paddy says, Teresa, can I hold your hand? You know, and he gives her a wee wink. Teresa says, aye, aye, you can hold my hand. Anyway, he gets her to the foot of the farm and he says, uh, Teresa, can I have a wee kiss again? And Teresa says, aye, aye, you can. And they have a, a kiss, good night. And then Paddy says, Teresa, Teresa, can, can I have a wee feel? And Teresa says, sure, you can have the whole farm if you marry me. <laughs> find that funny after hearing that joke for years and not really understanding it and it also not being that funny but you can have a wee feel (laughs) hi scotty it's me again maybe somebody with some audio editing skills can add this to the end of my contribution festivities everybody i think you're just taking the fucking piss now i think you're over the pudding listen you've had your 15 minutes trying to extend it to 25 all right i didn't even know what this last bit was about i don't remember that being in rudolph the rendered or rented this i can't even fucking say it no that's it i've gone off you now jen yeah, yeah, gone off, yeah. You know, it's funny that, isn't it? You can really like people and then you can really fucking go off them, can't they? Bunch of fucking attention seekers, all of you. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Whose <laughs> big idea was this, eh? Anyway, that's it. That's your lot. <laughs> We've had a giggle. I hope you've laughed along with me because this has been quite fun, actually. Before we go, I want to extend thanks to those... Uh... <laughs> what a wild bunch. Um, I want to extend thanks to those who we don't hear, those who are on the buttons, on the internet machines, those who make this space work. That's Kat, Tim, Maya. And of course, where would we be without the wonderful producer, Deb? Well, I'd probably be in bed at 6am on a Tuesday morning for the last three months instead of waking up at the fucking crack of dawn to record this for you shower of fucking dickheads. <laughs> I'd probably be better slept. Actually, I'd probably be <coughs> much happier. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I sort of do. <laughs> please do consider joining us over on the patreon whilst we're off air whilst we're off we will be posting updates over there and giving you information first about how you can join us for the digital live event that we're going to be doing at the end of season six so that is a very good reason to why you should come and join us att is a community space and we really do you know rely on you lot Uh, We don't rely on celebrity guests to bring listeners. We rely on you. So why not share this podcast with a friend or two? You know, let's make the circle bigger, which will in turn enable us to keep the lights on and to keep this thing going. Uh, Do follow us over on the socials. Uh, Do you? Are you our friend? 
Well, you fucking should be. And we've got some lovely content over there for your eye holes. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. And um, I guess I want to say thank you, actually, because... I mean, as much as I've just given out there about waking up at the crack of dawn to write the script for this and do all this, that and the other for it, it gives me a lot of fucking laughter. It allows me to feel seen in ways that I think perhaps the things that you call up and you say that you feel this space gives you, just know that I get that twofold, tenfold, twentyfold. So thank you. Thanks for making me laugh over the last few months. Thanks for showing me the way, giving me a giggle and making me realise that I've got a whole bunch of... Don't get emotional, Scotty. I've got a whole bunch of friends out there and as somebody who lives with loneliness... Uh, with somebody... Oh, wow, who knew? (laughs) With someone... who experiences loneliness and feeling very isolated from this world. It's it's lovely to feel like you've got a bunch of um, mates out there who just also know, who also get it, who also feel equally disjointed from everything that is thrown at us. So thanks. Right. all of you go fuck yourselves I'll see you on the 27th of January where we'll be back with season 6 but until then look after yourself and um, remember I'm just on the internet so reach out, say hello with love from all of us over here to you wherever you are see you in a bit After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Caprill. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.